Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International, the show where anything happens and usually does. So, anyways, I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me all the way from Wales, that land of the red dragon and fairies and stuff, is the gold standard and ghost hunted Steve Parson. The land of lockdown. That's what you're going to <laughs> Lockdown. Yeah, we heard today that we're in it until at least the 8th of March. Ah, well, good that for you. Would be, yeah, but that's only a week short of um, one year since the first lockdown started. I know, isn't that brutal? Huh? Anyway. That's a year of our lives that we will never get back. Yeah, I always say the year that wasn't. Yeah. Anyway. Sending into two. I know what, that's the interesting part about it. But uh, it is what it is. We just have to mm. deal with it, and it's as simple as that. But, but, hey, but good news. For yes. Once, I finished the text for the new guidance notes at you last, did. which I started nearly uh, 10 months ago. In the guidance notes is exactly what? Well, you're aware of the blue book, the first set of guidance notes that were yes, produced. Yes, I have. Uh, uh, not, not sitting here. Well, Sell them then. <laughs> they um, give them away. No, don't give them away. Sell them. Be like Cal's book. <laughs> no, his is worth. His is collectible now because he uh, only now. ever printed ten copies. Now, <laughs> the um, yeah. What? Well, no, this is when we started the rollout of the first set of guidance notes, the one with the blue cover. Mm-hmm. We were getting uh, lots and lots of questions relating to equipment because. It gets a mention in the first book, but there is only one chapter because that's only a part of the ghost hunting process. Right. But due to the sheer volume of questions, what what's the best piece of equipment to use? How should I set this up? What can I get from it? How do we use it? Blah, blah, blah. Um, it was very apparent that an additional uh, set of notes was required, uh, specifically looking at the equipment. Now, that should be, for me, an easy job. Because I talk about it all of the time, yeah. To the point of boring you, se- to boring <laughs> to the point of boring you, senseless about how to do things properly with equipment. Mm. However, I I encountered a problem not not only homeschooling uh, and all the distractions of uh, the lockdown, but also um, the style of writing because it. It's challenging. I mean, with ghostology and paracoustics, it was relatively, you know, it was a book that was designed for everybody, but it was written at a certain level. For smart but the guy, people. No, not for smart people, but oh. it, gui- the guidance notes are not a book, as in, you know, you're not telling a story, you're not, there's no anecdotes, there's mm-hmm. no 
um you have to make there's it no readable s- word search there's no word search there's no coloring you know there's nothing like that in these in these and it, it's a completely different style of writing because you're actually writing in a much more concise way but you still have to convey the information and you have to as you know guide them towards other sources of information and you can't go into great detail about some aspects you know the rationales because that's not what guidance notes are for they are notes of guidance they are not a you know a a book about ghost hunting equipment these are the it's the sort of thing that you'll you throw into your um equipment box and you consult periodically right different style of writing quite a challenge i think so yeah so anyways that's that's uh congrats on that and well uh, it's only the text done i mean there's still a little bit of editing and proofing but it's on yeah but you know on course that's of course that's the main point then Anyway, and uh, oh, by the way, if you haven't, uh, if you missed the quintessential British ghost project, still no better at saying it, are you? No. Uh, on January 16th, was live uh, with uh, Cal Cooper and uh, oh, Dr. Cal Cooper, Dr. Ian Winsper, Richard Felix, Dylan Jones, Barry John, and Stephen Scott then it is also available on demand. So you can watch at your leisure. Uh, the whole thing was eight hours on that day, but roughly eight hours. And uh, now you can just uh, watch whatever segment you want, when you want, when you want. If you go to the anyghostproject.com website, you can uh, register there and uh, there you go. We'll send you the link how to get into the secret room where you can watch on demand. And leave questions for us, too, if you have any questions yeah. or whatever. So there you go. Speaking of uh, Dr. Dr. Cal Cooper. Dr. 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 Yeah. He, he he burst my bubble today. He did. because Yeah, because, you know, I, I put feeling accomplished on social media. I finished the text to the to the guidance notes. I did see some little note there. Yeah, and he popped a little note saying, um, see you at UON. University of Northampton, which means um, because I'd, I'd rashly made a promise that I'll get the guidance notes done and dusted, and then I would move on to completing my own PhD. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't let me forget it. <laughs> See, now, you, that's a thing you told me I should expect. Now, when we're, we, uh, when I, I first met you, was that, well, we haven't met you quite a while ago, but I used to do things like in, in America, we would say, you know, you ought to come down sometime. You ought to visit sometime. That's a, a pleasantry. That's a, a thing that we say to be nice. Come to on down, y'all. And it's it's pretty much uh, the British take it literal. Yeah. Ah, we, do, we do take it literally. Because so when you said you were going to complete your thing, you have to well, get the you know, most most thing. British most British people have made that mistake in the past. I remember when I was a small boy, we used to go on holiday to North Wales, and on one occasion, uh, there was a gentleman from near London, and he was pleasant, um, but slightly irritating, as Southerners tend to be. Sort of like me. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean. There is a north-south divide inside the UK. Northerners, which I am, and Southerners are—they're—they're they're almost different races. And um, at the end of the week, I mean, he was a pleasant, and we'd spent you know an hour or so with him each day in the evenings. And my parents said, "Oh, if you're ever passing by, you know, don't hesitate to pop in." 
Well, roll the clock forward a few months, and um, he arrived <laughs> with a tent put up on a, which he he then put up on our back lawn and Lovely. stayed with us for a week. That's so sweet. That's why you don't do it because people uh, will take you at your word. Well, I don't have to worry about it because they can't fly over here. Anyway. Yeah, not we're yet, in they lockdown. Can't. So not there you yet, go. You're in lockdown. We're in lockdown. Everybody's in lockdown. So there you go. But I want to give a shout out to uh, a listener of the show uh, who was kind of panicky a little bit. Sorry, the listener of the show. Yeah, the listener of the show. That's what I said. Uh, and uh, he. Uh, he was a little panicky because the shows weren't up for a while because we had a little bit of a technical problem that we've straightened out. But they're up now. And Scott Fletcher, we say thanks for listening. There you go. No, we mean, listen, we have John too, so that's two. Yeah, we don't. We say, hi, Scott. Thanks for listening. Hmm. We do it in an enthusiastic manner because he might be our only listener. <laughs> Right, and he says uh, he he told me he enjoys me, and his exact one. words were the other my one. feistiness to my co-hosts and guests. <laughs> Whatever that means, I have no clue. But I think it means that you continually, willfully, and deliberately mispronounce the names, annoy people, and uh, well, feistiness. No, you're feist. You're feisty. Feistiness. Yeah, I feistiness. So. Anyways. It's I'm your... glad that someone appreciates my feistiness. They always oh, refer to me as usually it's the other one. The other one. The English it's chap. New England's own Van Helsink and the other one. The other chap. The other chap. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the paranormal. Oh, yeah. it's uh, We are. This is show is paranormal. That's what we've talked about. We've pretty much. Paranormal. Talk... How we get away with it each week. Yeah, I don't either. But anyways, uh, I mentioned on Facebook that I had an investigation uh, for the poltergeist case because I haven't done a poltergeist case for, oh, geez, a long, long, long time. And I went, uh, unfortunately, you know, it's in the early stages. So, you know, I couldn't spend a lot of time there at the time. But, I ca- of course, I connected with you for advice because you're my paranormal mentor because you're the all wise Steve Parsons, the gold yeah. standard ghost. Hunters. Quite right. I, I had it. You're not I the only it. person to contact me this week. I'm currently assisting with a poltergeist case in Mexico. That's fine, but I'm going to talk about me. So zip it. Anyways, okay. you're being yeah. feisty again, feisty again. Yes. Yeah, he feisty. Stop so it. anyways, yeah. So, uh, you I know, like it feisty. was, it was interesting, but I've always believed that poltergeists were basically, um, what we what the the term means? Noisy ghosts, just ghosts that were throw things around and, and kind of got a hair across their ass. But uh, I don't know. I uh, maybe I have to second thing because uh, you know the poltergeist involves a, a child as well. And they don't the always. I was in. What's that, Steve? Was it? They don't always. No, that's true. That's true. I apologize. But this particular one, then, is in in one of the classic ones under the mm-hmm. classic. Um, parapsychology definition of a poltergeist, right? Is, is, is yeah, like parapsychologists know what they're talking yeah, paras- about. Yeah, they know. Well, you're going to be one very sh- shortly when you get your. No, your, according, according to Dr. Cal Cal Cooper, <laughs> I oh. have already one. <laughs> you already have one? Um, well, I'm, I've been a parapsychologist for a number of years. I just don't like telling anybody. No, that's why you're a ghost hunter. No, anyway. that's why I'm a ghost hunter. It's cool. It is. It's Way just cool. It's like everything else. I get to wear you know, overalls and backpacks. Biden's wife is a doctor. 
which, by the way, she uses social. How did she creep into it? She's a doctor. You would use a doctor. You can I use bloody doctor won't. Title in 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 business and things, uh, but de- some people but might. According, according to the the proper uh, rules, uh, etiquette rules, you don't use the doctor title and socially, be, uh, in, unless you're in your peer group, of course. But uh, yeah, it, you, you don't call yourself. The only people that can do that are a medical doctor, a veterinarian. Or was it? Oh, a dentist, believe it or not. So those are the three doctors that can call themselves doctors socially. So, I mean, it's doctors are being thrown out all over the place, right? You can you can get a doctor online for twenty five bucks. Well, a little bit more than that. Virtually. Well, there are. I mean, there are some parapsychologists who call themselves doctors, and their qualification is definitely twenty five bucks worth. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not talking about not the ones in any academic. names to anyone. I'm not going to say Robert Young or anybody else. <laughs> Good boy. Be wrong. Good boy. So you you mentioned that you had a Mexican poltergeist doing, which was kind of interesting when you well, told me about it. I, I I'm obviously not doing. I thought it the family was Mexican, and and you no, were investigating no, no. it. It is in Mexico. 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 Ay caramba. I'm sure I just pissed off my Spanish yeah, friends. That's all. The, that's the two Mexican viewers gone now. Yeah, I know. Oh. Sorry, Mexico. Mexico. Except the female caliente, some mamacita. Yeah. Okay. Let's press on. Right. So, um, did have you investigated poltergeist cases before? Before oh, I get heavens above, yes, my dear man. I mean, of course, I have. You want to share any things about you know? No. Um. Well, no. Only funny stories because. To be honest with you, poltergeists are a bloody nuisance because they are they are a unique. Well, they're not unique as in we talked about this last week where we don't know where on the the spectrum poltergeists lie, whether they're on a continuum with hauntings. You know, is it some sort of or are they in a class all of their own? Some people consider that they're, you know, a unique type of uh, manifestation that's Mm -hmm. different than than hauntings. But. There are so many aspects of hauntings and poltergeist cases that over overlap one another. Harry Price always used to refer to most ghost cases as poltergeists anyway, particularly if they yeah. it, the only the only difference he ever applied was if it's one of these ghosts, you know, your quintessentially British ghost that no. just, just glides, do that out there, Drew. Just glides Stop. up and, yeah, just glides up and down a corridor, head tucked carefully under the arm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was your ghost or your spectre and ah. uh, anything else where it moved stuff pushed stuff shoved stuff through stuff or performed any form of tricks at all it was mm. a poltergeist uh-huh. and that's but you know the, they tend to be short-lived that's one of the characteristics of most poltergeist cases there are some that linger on a bit longer um they can manifest many different uh, ways mm-hmm. and they can they they can often be influenced inadvertently by the investigator and this is this was a feature really? that was oh absolutely um with the notable black monk of pontefract case and also the enfield case the investigators realized quite quickly that that uh, comments that they were making uh, to one another or to the family 
whilst at the property or sometimes whilst away from it uh, resulted in the Polt doing exactly that very shortly afterwards. Hmm. So if, for example, they said, has it, and this, this actually happened, um, you know, has it, or we better not mention the setting of small fires. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or oh. pools of water or playing with the electricity or they are, they seem to be interactive more than your classical haunting or maybe you know as i said before, so if they be wicked hitting. smart they would have said uh one of these so interesting... has, has the ghost uh ever given you a million dollars or a million pounds ah well there was a poltergeist in cardiff uh, that was investigated by the spr um, society where, for cyclical research that's right where um when asked to pass tools or items or um, small amounts of pocket change, it would oblige. Oh, sweet. So maybe they're trainable. Maybe you could train the Polt. Hmm. Polt, I, have, right. I make, actually make had a cup of tea. I actually interviewed a woman who had a a, a spirit. I don't know if it was poltergeist. If poltergeist. Depending on definition. Uh, that used to make her bed in the morning. She would go to work, and when she'd come back, she'd find her bed made. Wow. We've got a poltergeist in this house. It's called a cat. <laughs> no, that's that's a demon. <laughs> They're bloody destructive little things. Yeah, demons. Yep. <laughs> Which actually leads me to my question because you know, in a, in a possession, in a possession, you have a, a sometimes children uh, mm-hmm. who become possessed if if you believe in the, the possession term and mm-hmm. everything, and they are also capable of uh, you know movement objects and things like that. So how can you, I mean, how do you distinguish between all, all these different nuances, I guess, well, of the different. That's, I mean, that's the problem. And that's why um, one of the things that uh, the SPR recommends is that you don't label a case. Uh, that's cool. la- that by labeling a case, even amongst the investigators themselves, mm-hmm. you can actually end up misdirecting the investigation that uh, the label, if a label uh, is applied at all, should only be applied at the end of the investigation process. Ah. Because if you, uh, and, and it's something that we have to be very careful of, because uh, you know, even amongst uh, fellow investigators, that occasionally you know, one of us might refer to, or there might be a temptation to refer to, uh, oh, this, this, is, um, this, this seems to be a poltergeist case. That would be that would be you know raise a round of tutting. Cal's gone. Yeah, he always does, because you have already sort of laid the seeds into other other people's minds, and if you do it, uh, it it's especially important um, when you're dealing with uh, the client when with the witness, because. It's unlikely, um, with, you know, if you said the word poltergeist, that they'd mm-hmm. never heard of it. But, the, you know, there are some, some words, expressions, ways yeah, of demons. describing <laughs> things that, that we would use that um, they may never have encountered. And I use the word poltergeist because many years ago, um, there was a case where an investigator had actually used that word 
uh, talking mm-hmm. to his colleague in front of the in front of the client said oh this reminds me of that poltergeist case we did years ago weeks ago months ago um the client had never heard the term before or didn't or heard the word but didn't know anything about it Uh-oh. and and googled it yeah and never google, google metal conditions never google <laughs> never and as you can imagine things went a little downhill after that because the clients the activity didn't increase but the level of anxiety and and um worry for the person did increase because they started to imagine that their house was going to get flooded it was going to catch a fire um that all of their possessions would be destroyed that somebody would give them this giant invisible cat uh, (laughs) that was going to arrive and wreck their house so you've got to be very 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 you know very careful and um it is you know one of the things that the spr do recommend that we don't label cases yeah so I, I used it to just to distinguish it because there would be an objects being moved. So that would make to me is how I classify it as a as a poltergeist in my own. Yeah, but I, I read some of the responses. Circle. But I, I agree read with some you. of the responses. Um, yeah. and some of those responses were clear evidence that people were being misdirected by by the words you'd chosen. Yeah, evidently. Evidently. So just an a, an interesting heads up. They had priests come to the house and uh go through the house and do the blessing thing. So, uh, yeah, they were concerned enough that it, it mm-hmm. uh, was that. So, um, it's always nice when you're called in after the priest. Yeah. I like it that way. Nice and quiet. It's like a tear thing, isn't it? First of all, you start with the priesthood and then you go to Ron Kolek. <laughs> Cause it I used mean, to be the, it's, it's it worse used to be the priest. Had... It used to be the priest, then the Warrens, didn't it? It's worse than if you have another ghost hunter group and then they bring someone else in and it's like, oh, okay. Oh, do you know, that is really bad etiquette. That it's, is horrible. I can't believe that. There, like, are, there, are, there is one thing that really grinds my gears and that's you're in the middle of a case. You're doing your darndest to help the person and then they, or you, or you finish and you give them your, you know, your best shot at trying to help. Yep. And then they go, well, um, my wife's contacted um, spook shooters yeah. and they're going to come next week and do a clearance. What's the f- point? Really? What's the point? Yeah. Why did you even, why did the, yeah, it's, like, it's like three months of my life. I'm never going to get back. I could have yeah. just come in there, thrown some sage around the place, sprinkled salt everywhere and, 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 you know, and then it's this TV. I mean, the TV is great, but, I mean, we we did a, a case, and we went in, we, we told them our results and everything else, and then they brought another ghost hunter. <laughs> actually, it was one of my, actually, uh, the, uh, one of your the original, <laughs> we originally got the case was from one of my students from around the Essex, uh, was her sister, so we went and we did the case, and we, and we did a pretty good job on it. We did, we're fairly thorough. So, uh, you know, that was it, and, and everything else. Nobody died. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then they, they brought in another group, and afterwards, and uh, so this A Haunted decided to do the show. So, evidently, the second group came in, told them that there were demons around, and uh, <laughs> and why we couldn't find them was because they were hiding in the attic. Because we were there, they you know they 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 must have been scared of Van Helsing. That's the only thing I could think of. You know why they would hide in the attic uh, only for the. Were you wearing that 
potion of yours. Was that the problem? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love potion number nine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it stinks. <laughs> always makes you eat. I always like it when, you know, when we go for food together, when we're out, because the flies always congregate at your side of the table. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So sweet. Yes. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just don't understand, you know, why they do it. They, they, I guess it's like going to a doctor, but you don't like the results. You go to another doctor, but it, it seems like you've it's wasted your time. And yeah, it's not it's like incredibly pay common. for this in, no. in all fairness, right? It's incredibly common um, because the vast majority of people who contact an investigator, um, you know, can you have a look at my pictures? They already, what they're, what they're really say, wanting is, is for you to say that is the most amazing paranormal picture. That is the best evidence of the, that orb is the best evidence of the paranormal I have ever encountered. If you say otherwise, then they will either call you an idiot uh, thank you politely move on and go and ask somebody else um yeah it, most people just really want some sort of um i don't know what the word is i've forgotten what the word is because it's late at night don't ask me it's like kind of like as seen on tv oh oh my case was investigated by the spr or van helsing <laughs> must be a, must be real well, yeah, that's right. They use it as very, as a uh, art dissertation. That's the word. Yeah. There you go. Somebody just left the call then. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. There's all not. It's all right. John says there's no audio on Toggy. Yeah, I just did that. I just sent the ah. back. No, it's because of this. I haven't changed the Skype settings since I had to change the Skype account last week, courtesy of Microsoft. And um, I'm now getting whenever there's a comment in the chat, I'd like a bloop noise in my ear, oh, really? which is exactly the same noise that Skype makes when it disconnects the call. Oh, uh, which is why I'm like, did somebody disappear then? <laughs> Thanks. No, Skype. You, you can see the Skypes. You can see who's here. And so we're, we're very good. I know we are coming up to the break. Uh, shortly. So, um, but anyways, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so yeah, so that's the thing. I mean, I I just you know I mean I suppose having another ghost hunter group can't be. I mean, the people are going to believe what they believe, anyways, no matter what. I mean, there's, I, no, there's no shortage of options for them. I mean, how yeah. many have you got in America? About uh, probably six thousand ghost hunters. Uh, uh, well, we've got twelve thousand in about nine hundred groups. Do you really? Britain is 65 million. America is approaching 300 million. That's time five. Yeah, we lost 300,000 or so, but, you know. Five times. Yeah, but they're not all the ghost hunters, were they? I um, don't know. Well, maybe they did. I have no clue. Well, I you know, it's probably you know what? You know what? Because he always wears a mask. See. Yeah. If the, if the numbers extrapolate properly, then you should have approximately 6,000. Yeah, there you go. Groups. Any, anyways, we. I mean, uh, there, are, there are 19,000 in Tennessee. We have to take a break. So, anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with uh, the two grumpy old men, Steve Parsons and Jeez, Ron Collis, right here on Tojinet. Toji, yeah, feisty old man. Tojinet and Parax Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, in the Gallant Messier Family Log Group, 15 High Street in North Andover, Massachusetts. And of course, our loyal Patreon fans, if you haven't become one, join us. We'll be right back. 
Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. Good evening. You're listening to the New England Ghost Project, Ghost Chronicles International. That's it. There you go. Yeah, that's all I do today. I do no, it quintessentially I... British. Besides, Fine. nobody's listening. Yes, they are. <laughs> Not I'm talking to them. You can't press the play button, apparently. <laughs> Anyways. We are going out live on Pararex, and uh, yeah. we will be, are being recorded, and we'll be up on iTunes and all the other platforms that we're yeah, so. on. So there you go. No, no, not in the fret. Most of our listeners I'm not are... I'm just thinking, public info. This is a public information broadcast. The play button doesn't work. Yeah, we used to have those. Duck and cover. <laughs> Duck and cover. <laughs> Duck and cover. Yeah. You know, it, it. You know, we've had this pandemic, but uh, try growing up during uh, the Cold War and Ron, the threat of Ron, nuclear attack. Ron, we, we were trained. Ron, in, I did. In, I did. We were trained in duck and cover in school and yeah. in yeah. in civil war, and we had uh, shelters and all that yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Same in the UK. You know. Remember, I'm not that much younger than you. No, I thought you were. And I, you. I you do remember. Well, let's put it this way. I was I was around for the Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm. I was there very small. I was and very we, small. And we, you know, we even had it. I mean, before they had the uh, nuclear test ban treaty, we used to blast those old bombs off in the air. And uh, we the, we had strontium-90 in our milk uh, here in the United States uh, from from these blasts, atomic blasts. So, hey, you think you got it bad nowadays? Back well, then, wasn't yeah, no, I no mean, picnic which, either. Yeah, I mean, I see that, was it August of last year, the Russians finally released the footage of the Tsar bomb tests. Oh, really? Done in uh, 61. And uh, not to be outdone after Russia blew up the world's biggest nuclear device, which was actually only, they they tested it with a half-size charge. Yeah. Because it was 100 megaton, they um, designed charge, but they used 50 megaton for the test, which still made it way the most powerful bomb in the world. But uh, not to be outdone, the year later, 
America decided to blow 12 million tons of Arizona, or Nevada, sorry, up into the atmosphere with Ooh, the Sedan Freighter project, the Sedan bomb. Do you do you want to hear something cool? I mean, we, we yeah. talk about we talk about still, curses. Is, what it's still falling down? Yeah, you talk about curses. You know, you know uh, things that are cursed and everything else. And they have a whole list of them, and, and it's always been a fascinating subject. You know, everything from King Tut's tomb to whatever. But one the of the things was one, one of the one of the movies that they made. Uh, I, I can't think of the name of. I don't think it was either Cleopatra. Or been her one of them, anyways. They they sh- they actually did it in the desert, and uh, all the actors from it uh, ended up dying. Not all of them, but a, a great deal of them ended up dying uh, prematurely. And wow. they now think it was re- the results of that nuclear test that they actually got their cancers and everything because the stuff went into the sands, and they shot this whole movie out in the sands for. You know, quite a while. I mean, back then they made movies. They made movies. You know, there was no CGI or shit. That was real stuff. Anyway, hey, did you so, know that the um, you say about the cast of all that movie? We're, we're we're running off again, right? Well, no, just just you know, just yep. just for balance. I know the entire cast of Gone with the Wind have died. Really, every single one of them. Mm. That's a shame. And frankly, my dear, I know you don't give a damn. Yeah, I knew that was weird. That's banned from British television now. Of course it is. No, seriously, it is. That's that's ridiculous. Whatever. I, I, anyway, moving on. Don't even get me started. That's that's. Oh, yeah. British it. television uh, networks have. Yeah, whatever. Well, all we're gonna do is have milk and honey on TV. So there you go. Anyways, we're talking. We were talking somewhere about. Uh, the paranormal and mm, and cats in the beginning of the show you mentioned dear notes and which was uh all about uh uh equipment right so in right. in your cliff notes on the uh whatever it is the field i don't know what the heck the title of it is but anyways uh just for you, you i'm going to rename them. i'm going to i'm going to rename them because they haven't been titled properly i'm going to call it the quintessentially british guidance note oh you're a bastard <laughs> I'm going to call it the cliff notes. You know what cliff notes are? Do you have those in the UK? No. No? So, like, if you were going to college and, and you were taking a literature course, for instance, and you had to uh, read the book Gone with the Wind, um, you uh, and you were somewhat busy, let's say, <laughs> then you could go out and buy these cliff notes. And the cliff notes were basically a condensed version mm-hmm. of the thing. So you get the 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 top things out of it and plus little comments on it. So, you know, pretend that you know what you're talking about. So that's what the cliff notes is. So that's why I called you a little field right. thing, the cliff notes, because it's, well, you, that's it, in, and you, that's you can pretend you know what you're talking about. Well, I do know what I'm talking about. I know you, but the people who buy it, they will, you know, they read it and I they can pretend they know what they're talking about because they they're not going to study they're talking the equipment about. anyways. Right. So they can do this little well, primer. Yeah, well, they do know what they will know what they're talking about if they read the guidance notes. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so what's covered in these guidance notes? I mean, what kind em, of em, well? Oh, we got rim pops in it. Well, you know, oh, here we go. Investigators cast their net very widely, and yep. there are there is almost you know the range. If I was to include every single device mm-hmm. that exists 
like paranormal from the, pussy in there. the ghost arc to paranormal pussy but please rest assured that whilst they may not be specifically included the rem pods and paranormal pussy do indeed get a mention ah mm. and that's been part of the problem is what do you leave out and what do you leave in I know because they keep creating these things. I mean, they have no as fast as I as fast as I can dream them up. They have a new Vox now that you can talk to the devil itself. Yeah, yeah. Just, you turn it on and it has an echo thing and it gives you a vocabulary of five hundred words. So you the can, devil. And, and by the is, way, the words you get are always never in the vocabulary that comes with the thing. The ghost scientists get and they put it on their Facebook. Oh, and this wasn't even in the vocabulary. Of do you the know office. what's? Do you know what's really scared? What's what's really? Um, I suppose creepy. Yeah, we we had a software guy here um, who spent time. His his day job was designing apps for smartphones. Mm-hmm. So we gave him a couple of these apps and asked if he could assist ah. in a ter, in a teardown of the software. Cool. And after some weeks, um, he 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 was able to get inside the committed the suicide. App and um no hang on let me finish he got inside the app and discovered that uh, one notable ghost communication app huh. um a very a very popular one one of the very sort popular. of top top flight ones yeah um we spent it in, well instead of using the sensors on the phone um as as they said because it's you know the promoted old uses all of the sensors on the phone to um Mm -hmm. what it was actually doing was listening to listening via the microphone and also basically reading all the uh all the uh websites emails text messages and keyboard taps that you were putting into the device. It would then use that and filter it through to its vocabulary, which was stored <laughs> offline. And so if you put in things like, you know, oh, I'm go- I can't wait to go to the castle to go ghost hunting with my mates tonight on social media. Right. Uh, it got the word castle ghost. Um, you know, if, if it was, it was basically <laughs> spying on you. And then choosing appropriate words. Um, or in this case, inappropriate. Uh, well, I mean, that's just insidious. I mean, at least the poor old Ovilus, the standalone Ovilus, um, <clears throat> only relies on its however many words he bothered putting in it at the start. So you always mm-hmm. get, you know, if it's a, the basic model is a couple hundred words, was it? Yeah. I think the Mark III's got nearly Yeah, 2, but the ghost hunters always got words that were never in that basic vocabulary. Do oh, you know look, what? And I get this word. It's never well, it's either book. paranormal or it's bullshit because, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a machine. You put stuff into it and you get stuff out of it. Now, if if ghosts are indeed clever enough to insert words into the um, the memory um, of the dev- the fixed hard wired memory of the device the rom mm-hmm. uh the then that's paranormal mm-hmm. or it could just be you'll notice on many of these devices um, even even the ovulus has connection ports inside yes. and someone some on the outside too yes um which are used for updating firmware and manufacturers stuff mm-hmm 
a fairly re- as as we discovered with um, when we asked one of our friends who as i said before spent his life designing apps he revealed that you know almost every device has got one of these ports somewhere on the on the circuit board and it's just a case of plug into a computer and just blow the stuff into the rom there you go matter of moments i'll better do you know what would be really cool to get all the some one of these ghost hunting ovuluses and then completely reprogram the, the voice uh I have the, one. <coughs> no, I mean completely reprogram the voice so it said butterfly, fairy, <laughs> kitten. <laughs> that would be the coolest thing to say during an investigation. I only made head and the tail of that. It's a demon, but it keeps saying kitten. Right, it you get that proves it's a it proves it's a demon. It keeps saying fluffy bunny rabbit. Because it's trying to trying to deceive you. It proves it's a demon. Yeah. See, they've got answers to everything. Yeah, there we are. Anyway, that's, I mean, yeah. I, I posted, I don't know, if you are a <laughs> Patreon member, you saw it. I, uh, the, the, uh, the Japanese uh, came over oh, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I had that little novelist uh, we were just talking about, and they put the, the words on, on, in this little bit they did. And it was like, you saw it. It was like, oh my God, what a pile of, uh, Shite. Uh, I mean, they were all non-secular words that that really did. And yet, if you put those on there, people will grab two or three of maybe the 40 words that come out of it and say, look, there was a girl that died in this house and it said she. You know, that's the way. Proof. That's proof. proof. Proof Exactly. It's all you need. It's like a lot of these. um, My favorite is still probably the cat ball. The amount of, do you know, they are so popular now yeah we were talking uh, about the cat ball uh just earlier today and i said yeah, well because they show. are i mean they because are you, you did some some research on it i believe right well yeah because obviously you, i have one courtesy yep. of your good self you donated yep. one to the cause thank you to cody because he donated them to me <laughs> <laughs> and um i noticed one day uh because i i was bored i got the thing out to play with and i, I put it down on the floor and got bored playing with it and we didn't have a cat back then yeah. and there's only so many times you know i can only spend so many you know hours of my day batting a ball around the floor and <laughs> chasing my tail and i noticed that periodically it would go off which was mildly interesting because it's yeah. fairly bright as you know so you can't miss it yeah right and i thought why is that damn thing doing it i know i there in you see that was the problem that's what started it i asked you know it I didn't have the answer. I've got to find out the answer. That's the, you know, it's another week of my life gone. There you go. Um, like you make, like you make me watch that stupid thing. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, we're going to do that. I think we'll have to do that the week after next. We, um, I, I couldn't see or, or understand immediately why it was doing it, except that I was on the first floor of the house and the floors are suspended, you know, they're wooden floors. And I thought, well, maybe the first just... floor for those in America is the second floor here. Yeah. It's because you're different. Mm. Cause you don't, we all don't, we don't Smart. all live in the basement. And, um, on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Uh, so I thought, I know I'll take it downstairs because we have a concrete floor. And it's, uh, if there's any floor movement, you know, if it's just people moving about or whatever, that won't be a problem. So I took it downstairs and do you know what? The bloody thing kept 
kept flashing not often ah. but occasionally and i thought this is really starting to annoy me sir you know if the house is haunted um i'm not going to sit here and talk to a cat ball <laughs> so uh, i need not to when find i got out... twenty thousand dollars worth of equipment sitting in my yeah, not, uh, well twenty thousand cat balls sitting in the attic and get them all out the um so i thought i wonder if it's just because it, it's a vibration sensing device you know motion and vibration sensor um and i remember cody telling me uh that he had the sensor sort of you know it wasn't a standard cat toy that he'd had the sensor tweaked yeah, yeah and it was up. and it was more sensitive i thought i wonder if it's just picking up vibration hmm. um but th there was no pattern to this, so it could be weather. You know, I was thinking weather or or the the big oil refinery. And then it, and then I got this sort of idea that it might be the live fire tank range. Now, when the wind blows from the south, it can be loud enough for the main battle tank guns to rattle the windows. But when the wind's blowing from the north, you don't hear anything. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought. I know how I can hear the tanks. Well, we'll find out if the tanks are firing because I have an infrasound system that's that can detect them. And I've a real it, piece of equipment. I've done it many, many, many times, so I know exactly. I have the measurement parameter, you know, the measurement fingerprints of the guns, and I can actually tell you whether it's a a Challenger tank or whether it's a Warrior APV because mm. I've sat there for long enough to sit there, you know, and mark all these things out mm -hmm. and I, I discovered that more than 50 percent of the time the ball um was responding to the gunfire uh -huh. it wasn't responding to every gunshot but i looked looking at the traces i realized i mean the tank range whilst it's only about five miles away is actually itself is three four miles uh, across so some of the tanks can be five miles away and some of the tanks can be nearly 10 miles away. And so looking at the, the, the trace in more detail, discovered that, in fact, the gunfire was there. It's just it was then too quiet for the ball. Um, and then I thought, well, I've got to find out whether it's actually the tanks or whether it's just my imagination. So I took the I took the ball to the tank range. Mm-hmm and um where and then you can actually go in a tank range oh yeah it's got viewing area so really? you're only about you're only about 200 yards from the tanks oh well that's kind of cool fact, the, they, they allow they, anybody to do that uh yeah yeah oh that's pretty cool and the, the only the only thing they do say is that uh it's no best pictures. that you want the best that you know you can take pictures videos they don't mind really? um yeah uh the only thing that they suggest is that you don't wind your windows, uh, you, your car windows fully up because the pressure wave from the, the guns can actually crack the glass. Can so you, you feel have to, it? Oh, God, yeah. So you have to wind the windows down a little, you know, so that the air pressure can equalize from the shot. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I digress. And that it was, was very, and so I taped with duct tape the ball to a seven ton concrete block that was used as a tank trap in world war two to stop the germans getting ashore yeah. and uh, yeah it responded almost every time so about 75 80 percent of the time it responded to the gunshot and it, wow. i noticed that it wasn't so much the the distance to the tank it was also the barrel you know the direction the tank was firing so because obviously if it shooting down range um with the guns sort of 
the blast going away, obviously much of the pressure wave is going away from. And some parts of the range, the gun is about 90 degrees to the... So some of the pressure wave is coming sideways. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing around with it over... I got bored again over Christmas. I put new batteries into the infrasound system and they needed... You know, I thought, well, I'll have a play with it. It's, it's, we're in lockdown. There's not much else I can do. And the, the, cat the sound ball, system, the infrared system runs on batteries? Uh, parts of it do. Huh. Because parts of it are portable. They have to be portable to take it to cases. Right. That makes sense. Um, and so the cat ball was still sitting on the bookshelf. So I did some additional experiments because the guns we were still a week from christmas the guns were still being fired but there were some airplanes around and i also discovered that um when the oil delivery lorry um for the domestic fuel oil went past the ball went off Uh, that would make sense because that's it also went it also went off one time um quite spontaneously but i noticed that the infrasound was was starting to show a peak in about a minute later, a large tractor trailer unit arrived um, from the farm. Now, so you had the infrasound uh, thing on? Yes. Oh. But uh, the ball was responding. Abs- there's no, you know, it was very apparent that the ball was responding to these vibrations that it was picking up. Yeah, but that's what it was from. designed for, though, right? Exactly. But yeah. if you put, if you, if you, go, you know, if you, I'm going to take it to the because British investigators they tend to use them in clusters of three, four, five. Or more. Oh, really? Uh, well, they're only cheap. You know, they—they're not getting the Cody cat ball. Oh. They're—they're they're getting the pet shop cat ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, they're paying a couple of quid for these things. Mm. And uh, what the balls are actually doing is likely just randomly responding to to the. So I watched a video then of a of a paranormal group using three, four cat balls at an investigation, Ooh. and they were claiming that these balls were going off fairly randomly, um, but that they were affecting, you know, that the balls, sorry, were not going off randomly, and that the balls were indicating the presence of a spirit, and they they were asking the spirit. Oh, they did spirit detectors it was, now. I didn't it realize was, that. Uh, no, no, they were using them in the same way that the flashlight, the maglite was used so if you're here can you flash the ball oh my god it flashed uh, um then asking questions of the flashings if you're not here can you flash the ball yeah that's the one mm. and the amount of moving about that they were doing and then i thought well where actually are they and um, they they said which location they were at so i checked on google and they were a quarter of a mile from a motorway <laughs> six lane highway yeah so I think, well, that'll probably do it. <laughs> so, yeah. I really should do some, if I have the time, I really ought to do some um, proper uh, tests rather than these anecdotal me playing around with the cat ball. Uh, rather like with the, you know, some of the other equipment, you know, I really, I really should. Yeah, I dropped a cannonball on a K2. <laughs> it didn't see that coming. <laughs> Maybe I could drop a twenty-six pound cannonball onto a cat toy cup ball. That'd be funny. Yeah, it wouldn't be a cat toy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, spirits, can you roll that twenty-six pound lump of cast iron? 
Yeah, is that isn't that kind of the problem of of a lot of these ghost hunting groups out there? Is that they don't totally understand everything. I mean, you and I both have, you know, backgrounds in science where we actually understand things. Uh, and I, and I'm not bragging or anything. It's just, we just, it's just a fact that we we do. We you know we we spent a lot of time and money learning things, and they just jump to these conclusions and and. I, I remember uh, Waverly Sanitarium, and that's a, a big place here in the United States. And there was this uh, girl I know who was absolutely uh, uh, convinced that there was a ghost girl there. And, and they, the way they convinced us, they took a ball, like a big ball, and they rolled it down the corridor, and the ball came back to them. The no. spirit had pushed it back to them. So, you know, I, I actually we were talking about this with Maureen when we were writing the book and, and she was the one that told me about it. And I says, well, you know, I can do that. She says, no, you can't. So she had an exercise ball downstairs on the way out. And I says, watch this. And I pushed the ball and lo and behold, that ball came back to me as though it was being pushed by a child's spirit. It's people, they just don't understand anything. You know, they, it, it, it irritates me because it, then they make that big leap that it's got to be a ghost. It's got to be a spirit. Well, you know a what's spirit even, of a child, too, by the way. Yeah. You know what's even more frustrating is when the person that's um, telling you that the ghost rolled the ball back down the corridor mm-hmm. turns out to have a, a master's degree in physics or chemistry or... No one would do that. Oh, it happens. I've really? had very educated people. You wouldn't believe how gullible some educated people can be because the power of belief way surpasses their, their scientific training. Really? They, it is a case of they are so uh, – they convince themselves or they want the, the, the place to be haunted or they want their experiences to be paranormal. And a lot of groups, you know, I mean, they do not question – any of the evidence that they that they themselves are gathering they blindly accept that if the ball flashes it must be paranormal there can exactly. be no other and then you see the you know we've we've the the door moved and there was no explanation well hold my beer and give me 30 seconds and i could probably give you half a dozen explanations but you know their first oh. presumption the first oh, presum- I, I got to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I, I, I was watching. I don't watch the paranormal shows. I just happened to be going through them. This, this, these things, Grope, ghost, ghost group was on. They were in this, this, not a jail. It looked like a castle or something. I mean, it was all stone, all thing. And they were in this room and the, and the door opened. So they wanted to prove, you know, discount that it was anything that did it. So what they did was they, jumped up and down on a solid cement floor in this entirely cement building and, and uh, stone building to try to make the door open. It's like, oh, God, no, please. <laughs> but uh, And they were serious, too. Well, it's what like, else? oh, see, it uh, doesn't open when I yeah. jump up and down. And, it you must know, be paranormal. Yeah, and you, you, I'm sure you've no doubt seen many, many times the door moves slightly or opens okay. and the investigator goes up and pushes it with the tip of a finger or I goes, see, it needs way too much force or I can't replicate it by, by pushing it or elbowing it or shoving it or kicking it. You, well, the force you're applying is 
over a very foot you know you're, you're directing it into a very small portion of the door mm-hmm. um another force acting over the full site well, anyway that's physics yeah we they're not anyway. they're measuring apples with potatoes yeah we've and uh, wondering we've why they the but... yeah this idea of i can't explain it is Simply, yeah, it's accurate. Just, you can't explain it because, yeah, yeah you, you can't explain because A, you're not looking properly, and B, you probably relate, yeah. you're probably a chimpanzee. There are some people, every time you go in, if you were doing an investigation and the light flickers, it's the ghost. Oh, yeah. Of course it is. Anyways, we've run out of time, so the ghost is uh, eating all our time. And we've if you can hear my voice, make the lights flash. Yeah. If uh, you can hear my ghost spirit, can you make this show in? Okay. Yeah. Looks like we're out you of time. You can hear my Steve. voice. Make, make the fluorescent light tube flicker 60 times a second. Mm. Wow. Whatever. Anyways, we got to go. 30 seconds. Right. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, the Galant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not the end of Massachusetts. And uh, loyal Patreon fans. So if you're interested Thank you, in Patreon fans. One, what's that? Thank you, Patreon fans. Thank you very, thank you very much. So, Steve, thank you so much. It's been interesting. It's been my results. pleasure. Mm-hmm. More of a pleasure. So I'm going to go you, play though, with I the cat imagine. ball. Uh, with the cat, though. Here, actually. kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> uh, so, good night, everyone. God bless, and uh, we'll see you next week. Good night. God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.